famed investor Jeremy Grantham has been calling market bubbles for decades. And he says right now we're in a super bubble that's about to burst. Is there anything investors can do to protect themselves? Joining me now, GMO co-founder Jeremy Grantham. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Jeremy. I appreciate it. Hi, it's a pleasure. So uh, first of all, could you just define super bubble for us? You say this is only the fourth, fourth one in the past 100 years. Yeah, about uh, 30 years ago, we thought it was a good idea to define what a bubble was since everyone was talking about it. And we picked a measure of st statistical kind of outliership uh, that would be once every 44 years in a random world. And uh, statistically, that's two sigma. And that was a, what we would call a regular bubble. And you would expect trouble. When they hit three sigma, which is the kind that should occur every 100 years, we call them super bubbles. And there have only been a very small number of those, three of them in the US equity market. This one, the 2000 tech bubble in 1929. There's been one in the US housing market too in, in uh, 07. Okay, so um, you say that the S&P 500 could fall by almost half to about 2,500 to get it to fair value. It could even fall below that. So if that's not scary enough, you point out that on the behavioral side, uh, investors are acting very bubbly too. Can you give your favorite examples there? Uh, I think the, the idea here to get your brain around is that there's a huge commercial imperative uh, for the big firms, the banks, the brokerage houses, the Goldman Sachs, to play right up to the end. It's hugely profitable. They're, they're never, as a firm, uh, convincingly bearish ever and they never will be it doesn't make commercial sense but at the top even though they feel the commercial imperative to be bullish they're thinking to themselves but my god the market looks expensive so i'm darned if i'm going to dance over the edge in puma tech in 2000 i'm going to dance over the edge in coca-cola uh, in 1929 or coca-cola in, in 2000 and it works when the end comes it is always better to have danced off the cliff with the great blue chips than with the specs. And, and the defining feature of the great bubbles, the super bubbles, is that towards the end, even on the upside, as the S&P and the blue chips go up, the super specs that have led the market for the previous few years start to go down. They don't even underperform. They get the, the sign wrong. Today, as we sit, well over 40% of every stock on the NASDAQ is down over 50% from its high. So this divergence, which is very rare, occurred in 1929, occurred in 1972 in front of a good bear market, occurred in 2000, and is once again ha has started since about the spring of last year. Arc Innovation is a good poster child. That fund is down more than half. So at this point, of course, investors are wondering what to do. Uh, selling everything and then waiting for Jeremy Grantham to say, buy now, um, doesn't seem like a, a great strategy. So what should investors do with their portfolios at this point? Well, by, by the way, I did write my <laughs> letter, reinvesting when terrified at the bottom of 09. So that would have worked pretty well that time. I will I endorse that. I, I, I know you did. I wrote about <laughs> it at the time, and, and you deserve great kudos for that. 666 and, and, on the S&P. Um, what I would do is make sure you have some cash reserves. There may be some great buying opportunities in the next couple of years. Uh, secondly, I would try and avoid um, U.S. stocks. If you have to own some, I would own high quality 
they always do better in a serious shakeup. And, and this has the ability, as all bubbles breaking do, do uh, to cause a, a credit crisis somewhere along the line. It may not, but it, mel it well may. And so blue chips are the way to go. Avoid debt, avoid specs. And to the extent you can, avoid the U.S. It's the most overpriced market. Um, real estate is overpriced everywhere in the world. But the stock markets outside the U.S. are curiously not that bad. They're in a bull market. They're overpriced mostly, but they're only normally overpriced. And there are a few cheap countries. Japan looks pretty cheap. The U.K. not so bad. And, and if you looked at emerging markets, you would find some cheaper countries there, too. And, and within the countries, if you looked for the cheap stocks, growth versus value, growth has had an unprecedented decade. It is probably the turn for cheap stocks again. So emphasize cheap countries, cheap stocks, avoid the U.S. And if you have to buy the U.S., for heaven's sake, pick the quality stocks and have a cash reserve. And that's, of course, fantastic advice for Americans who tend to have a home country bias and be overinvested in U.S. stocks. That's worked over the past decade, but it's high time for that to reverse. Jeremy Grantham, I can't say it's necessarily a pleasure to speak with you, uh, but it is a wonderful Sorry, gut check. Um, there's not enough skepticism out there, so thanks so much for sharing that. You're entirely welcome. Thank you.